Hi, friends. This is Glenn Dawson. And this is Linda Dawson. And you're listening to Preparing Our Hearts for Worship, a podcast that locates the authorship and history of the writing of our church hymns to learn what is inspiring this wonderful old music. Linda, what is our song for today? This famous hymn is a product of Ray Palmer, a pastor. It is one of the most loved hymns produced by an American Christian. My faith looks up to thee, thou Lamb of Calvary, Savior divine. Now hear me while I pray, take all my guilt away. Oh, let me from this day be wholly thine. May thou rich grace impart, strength to my fading heart, my zeal inspire, as thou hast done died for me. O oh, may my love to thee, pure, warm, and changeless be, a living fire. While life's dark maze I tread, and grief around me spread, be thou my God, bid darkness turn to day, wipe sorrow's tears away, nor let me ever stray from thee aside. All through life's transient dream, until death's sullen stream shall over me roll, blessed Savior, with thy love, fear and distress remove, make me thy grace to prove, transform my soul. The text was written by Ray Palmer, who was born at Little Compton, Rhode Island, on November the 12th, 1808, the son of a Judge Thomas Palmer, who gave him his elementary education at home. Although a good student, because of family's financial difficulties, he was forced at age 13 to discontinue his schooling and take a job for two years as a clerk at a dry goods store in Boston, Massachusetts, where he was a member of the Park St. Congregational Church. Later, he decided to become a minister, so he continued his education at Phillips Academy in Andover, Maryland, and graduated from Yale University in 1830 to make money for the uh, continuation of his ministerial studies, he taught at a private school school in New York City, New York, associated with St. George Church. Later in 1830, the 22-year-old Palmer was living with the family of the lady who directed the school and having a very discouraging year because of battling illness and loneliness one evening during the fall, while studying and translating some German poetry, Palmer penned this poem in a small notebook, which he also carried with him for just such purposes. It was never intended for publication, but for private devotion. However, a couple of years later, he made a return visit to Boston, and he ran into his old friend from St. Park Congregational Church, composer Loyal Mason. Mason was publishing a hymn book, and he asked Palmer to give him something for it. Palmer pulled out his notebook and showed Mason the verse he'd already set down. The two men stepped into a nearby drugstore so Mason could jot down a copy. That very night, Mason composed a tune called Olivet. 
the only tune ever used for Palmer's poem. Mason was so excited about it that when he saw Palmer again a couple of days later, he said, Mr. Palmer, you may live many years and do many good things, but I think you'll be best known to posterity as the author of My Faith Looks Up to Thee. This song was written when he was so overwhelmed by all that he owed to the Lord. It was this expression of this debt that led to the words of this hymn. It was an expression of his convictions about faith. He wrote this as a poem, not intending that it would be turned into a song. It is said that he was so absorbed mentally in writing this song that he cried when he finished the final line. He copied the words into a book and used them frequently for meditation. In the book of the Treasure of Hymns, there's a short story that is connected to this hymn. It is said that during the American Civil War, eight soldiers met in a tent to pray. They were all worried about their lives that they had decided to send a message of comfort to their families in case they died. They all, they all copied the final stanza of the hymn with which each one signed. And the next morning, seven of the soldiers were killed. Palmer presented Mason his leather book containing his poem, My Faith Looks Up to Thee, originally in six stanzas. The two men walked into a shop so Mason could obtain a transcript of Palmer's word. It wasn't until he arrived home that evening that the celebrated stanzas were read, and Mason immediately wrote the tune Olivet, the only melody ever performed with Palmer's poem. Palmer felt this hymn was was successful since it embodied in an appropriate and simple language that which was most central to all Christian experience, the act of faith in the divine Redeemer, the entrusting of an individual soul to him entirely and forever. Palmer wrote this hymn when he was just 22 years old. He was teaching at a girls' school in New York City and was going through a rough year, dealing with depression and illness. He apparently came across a German poem about a sinner kneeling at the cross, which he translated and added four stanzas to the poem to create this hymn. He ran into a friend a couple of years later that was a major publisher in the hymn of business. That friend was Lowell Mason, a music icon at the time. Mason inquired to Palmer if he had the lyrics that could be inserted for spiritual songs for social worship. A compilation that was prepared by Mason and Thomas Hastings for production was written within a couple of years. After reading the words, Mason said to his friends, You may live many years and do many good things, but I think you will be best known to posterity as the author of My Faith Looks Up to Thee. Mason's prediction came true as Palmer is known for this hymn, even today. The melody associated with the hymn is called Olivet. Musician Lowell Mason, the composer of the tune, was born in Midville, Massachusetts. Although he showed an interest in music as a child, he gave no thought of making it his profession. While living in Savannah, Georgia, Mason worked as a bank clerk and studied music on the side. 
It was during this time that he began composing. Once his music was successful, Mason returned to Boston as a music director at Bowden Street Church and president of the prestigious Handel and Hayden Society. Mason wrote over 1,600 sacred works. Jacob Hall, in the book Biography of Gospel Songs and Hymn Writers, called him the father of American church music. In our hymn oddity, Methodist hymnologist Robert McCutcheon relates that the poet was so caught up in the emotion of the final line, Ransom's soul, that he was brought to tears. He copied the words into a small leather-bound book that was carried in his pocket and frequently bought out to read during medication, meditations. Palmer believed his hymn flourished since it embodied in appropriate and simple language that which is most central in all true Christian experience, the act of faith in the divine Redeemer, the entrusting of the individual soul to him entirely and forever. At times our spiritual strength is slow and we struggle to measure up and rest on that glorious height we really need to be. Consider my faith looks up to thee musically. The hymn is a prayer of an individual's commitment to Jesus. Like many hymn texts, it begins by voicing general aspirations to follow Jesus and then improves the theme in the context of suffering and trials. Finally, it echoes to be with Jesus in death and eternity. The hymn helps us to recall to whom our faith depends on. In him, we will never be saddened. We sometimes say, things are looking up, meaning our situation seems to be improving. But that's merely a note of human optimism. Looking up in faith to the Lord, Jesus Christ is a far different matter. It means that whatever the circumstances, we're trusting Christ to meet our need for time and for eternity. One scholar noted, had it been intended for the public eye, it would never have been written. I think he means that what gives this song the devotional power it's had through nearly two centuries is that we sense the personal feelings of the author and identify with him. Mr. Palmer says he wrote with very tender emotions and ended the last line with tears. Many have looked to the Lord in a time of need as he did. As the prophet Micah puts it, Therefore I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me, as we read in Micah 7, 7. That applies to the look of saving faith. But faith doesn't end with our salvation. We need to go on trusting the Lord daily. The Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight, in 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Through all our days, we should be looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, Hebrews 12, 2. The hymn has been translated into many languages, and stories abound of the influence Mr. Palmer himself received hundreds of letters and thanks for it, but one incident 
was a little unusual. In later years, Dr. Palmer was a pastor of a church in Newark, New Jersey. A young man who had been attending the church for some time arrived early one Sunday morning. To pass the time until the service began, he took up a hymn book in the pew and opened it. His eyes fell on the opening stanza of our hymn. My faith looks up to thee, thou Lamb of Calvary, Savior divine. Now hear me while I pray. Take all my guilt away. Oh, let me from this day be wholly thine. That caused the reader to stop and think about his spiritual condition. Look to me and be saved, says the Lord in Isaiah 45, 22. And he did. The Spirit of God spake, spoke to his sin-burdened heart through the words, and he did indeed look to Christ and was born into the family of God. After we called the pastor at his home to tell him what had happened, it was only then that he discovered to his even greater joy that he was actually talking to the author of the hymn that had led to his conversion. Most of Dr. Palmer's hymns have passed into congregational use and have won great acceptance the best of them by their combination of thought poetry and devotion are superior to almost all others of american origin three years later palmer went to the went on to become a congregationalist minister serving in bath maine from 1835 to 1850 and albany new york from 1850 to 1865. Then he moved to New York City as a corresponding secretary for the American Congregational Union. Also, also, he took an active interest in the education and literature, writing for leading religious papers, and publishing several collections of prose and poetry. Because of ill health, he retired in 1878 to Newark, New Jersey, where he died on March 29, 1887. Mason was right about Palmer. He is best known for t today as the author of this much-loved hymn. Why should we look up to Jesus? According to stanza one, he is the Lamb of Calvary. My faith looks up to thee, thou Lamb of Calvary, Savior divine. Now hear me while I pray. Take all my guilt away. O oh, let me from this day be wholly thine. Just as the lamb was offered in Old Testament sacrifices, Jesus came to be the lamb of Calvary, as in 1 Peter 1, 18-21. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold, from your vain conversation received by traditions from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God, that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. Because he is the Lamb of Calvary, he has promised to hear our prayers to the Father 
as our mediator, 1 Timothy 2.5. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. But even more because he is the Lamb of Calvary, he is able to take away our sins. 1 John 1.7 says, But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Christ Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. According to stanza two, his grace is sufficient to give us strength. May that rich grace impart strength to my fainting heart, my zeal inspire. As thou hast died for me, O may my love to thee, pure, warm, and changeless be, a living fire. Jesus Christ is a supreme embodiment of God's grace. In 2 Corinthians 8, 9, For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. And this grace is able to help us develop the strength that we need to serve God. In Acts twenty thirty two, And now, brethren, I commend you to God, and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up, and to give you an inheritance among all of them which are sanctified. Therefore, like Paul, no matter what trials and tribulations we face, the grace of Christ will help us bear our burdens if we put our faith in him. 2 Corinthians 12, 7-9 says, And least I should be exalted above measure, through the abundance of the revelation, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I brought to the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said, My grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ rest upon me. According to stanza three, he is our guide who provides us access to God. While life's dark maze I tread, and griefs around me spread, be thou my guide, bid darkness turn to day, wipe sorrow tears away, nor let me ever stray from thee aside. While we tread life's dark maze, Jesus makes it possible for us to have access to God by faith. In Romans 5, 1 through 2, it says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Thus he bids darkness turn to day and wipes sorrow's tears away because of this excess that he grants us. Ephesians 2, 4 through 12, and then 17 through 18 says, that at that time we were without Christ, being aliens, the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ, we who sometimes were far off are made nigh in the blood of Christ, and came and preached peace to you which were afar off, and to them that were nigh. 
for through him we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. And if we never stray from him, he will continue to guide us in the right way so that we can maintain our access to God through the Father. Ephesians 3, 10 through 12 says, To the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church of the manifold wisdom of God, according to the eternal purpose which he proposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by faith of him. According to stanza four, he will lead us to heaven above, when ends life's transient dream and death's cold, sullen stream shall over me roll. Blessed Savior, then in love, fear and distrust remove. O bear me safe above, a ransomed soul. Some day life's transient dream will end in death. Hebrews 9.27 And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after the judgment, but even in death, Jesus has promised to be with us so that he might remove the fear and distrust and result of that those who die in the Lord have rest. Revelation 14:13 says, And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Write, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. Thus, we, when we put our faith completely in Jesus, as the centurion did, we have the hope that at life's end we can sit down with the saints of all ages in the kingdom of in the kingdom of heaven. Matthew eight five through eleven says, and when Jesus was entered into Capernaum. There came unto him a centurion, beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldst come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh, and to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled, and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And I say unto you, that many shall come from the east and west, and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, in the kingdom of heaven. As we walk in this life, we should always turn in our hearts to Jesus and say, My faith looks up to thee. What a song and prayer this is. It says this to me. My faith looks up to Calvary. Lamb of God, our divine Savior. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Remove my guilt. And let me be wholly yours. 
Your rich grace gives me strength to my heart and zeal inspires me, for you died for me. May my love to you be pure, warm, and changeless as living fire. While I walk life's dark maze with grief around me, be my guide, O Lord, till darkness turn to day. Wipe away my sorrows and tears. Don't let me leave your side. Life's just a transit dream until death comes. I'm blessed, Savory, with your love. You may move fear and distrust, my Lord. May your grace change me forever. How blessed are we to have such a wonderful God who cares for us so much. And this song returns that praise that our God justifies and deserves. Can I have personal privilege and say how marvel it is, it is to get to play the music and praise to my Father God. For me, it's like prayer and praising when I get to play these songs. My heart goes to special places playing this music. I am so blessed, and I love doing it. Let me ask you this question. What are you doing with your life that will make any significance in eternity? When we die, and that won't be long, we are forgotten in this world. A couple of generations and no one will care that much. Yesterday news, yesterday's news isn't that important. And folks are dealing with what's going on right now. But our eternal present is important, not just to us, but to our Lord God. We'll stand before him and give account for what we've done in this body. When you get to heaven, will you be disappointed in yourself? If you don't see your relatives, your co-workers, your neighbors there in heaven because you didn't share Jesus? Do you think it'll be okay just to say to the Lord, well, I was just busy? What we do with our lives here in this world does make a difference if we obey Jesus. I want to hear my Savior say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. But it was many years into my Christian walk before I understood the significance of this truth. If you're young now, think about it. Think about it now. Now, Glenn, would you play My Faith Looks Up to Thee on the tenor sax? Okay, Miss Linda.
We absolutely love it when you visit with us on our podcast. And it's always so good to hear from old friends and new friends, too. We enjoy sharing stories and history about the old-time hymns, the authors and events related to the writings of these songs. We hope you've been informed and thoroughly enjoyed yourselves. Our music has been distributed to many places on the web, and you can hear it absolutely free by searching the web for the music of Glenn Dawson. That's our gift to you, our friends. Now, let me, let me ask something of you that really will help us a bunch. Go over to the YouTube and search for us. When you get there, punch that like button and the subscribe button. You see, we want to partner with YouTube, but to do that, we've got to get 4,000 watch hours in 12 months and 1,000 subscribers. And you can help us get there and my goodness, we would appreciate that so much. This will help us get the channel going. Now, our program is part of the Glenn Dawson Evangelistic Association, and we're a 100% nonprofit dedicated to sharing Jesus with everyone. We enjoy hearing from you and hope you'll write us on the platform that you're hearing us on now, or you could go over to our webpage at Glenn Dawson EA. That's Glenn Dawson, spelled G-L-E-N-N, D-A-W-S-O-N, E-A dot com. We look forward to seeing you again next week on Preparing Our Hearts for Worship. God God be be with with you. you. Goodbye Goodbye for for now. now.